Welcome to Meldon Law and Friends, a weekly podcast brought to you by Meldon Law, a statewide law firm with its primary office in Gainesville, Florida, and also with offices in South Florida covering the entire Tri-County South Florida area from Miami-Dade through Broward through Palm Beach County, and also in Marion County where we have been in Ocala for 43 years, actually with a brand new office, Jeffrey, that we've been talking about, and I know you're very proud of how that's coming along. Yes, uh, the office is open and functioning, and uh, we're giving away our free uh, Meldon Law uh, tumblers. Tumblers, with, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> on this side's Meldon Law, the other side is a fancy gator. And uh, we want to invite you to stop by. The address is 1316, I'm sorry, 1326 <laughs> South Pine Avenue in Ocala. Uh, you'll see it uh, right across from... Uh, the hospital, the new Advent Hospital is there, so uh, we welcome everybody, and there's people there now. There are. There are. We've got uh, attorneys, we've got staff. Check out our office. Those of you, whether you've been old clients of ours, current clients, or just want to stop by and say hello, please do so, 1326 Pine. And we've got a great show. We're going to get right to it. it the focus of today's show is we are highlighting some uh, local entrepreneurs, people in the Gainesville, Northeast Central Florida community who are making a huge impact, not just with the businesses and the success they're having, also with their philanthropic and community service. So we'll be talking firstly to Cynthia Tebow. How are you doing, Cynthia? Good. Thank you for having me. Owner and CFO, along with her husband, Michael, of The Village Jeweler. And we'll be talking with you in just a second. Just a couple of things I want to get out of the way quickly. I want to remind everybody we are live on Facebook Live. So if you have any questions for either of our guests in the second half, We'll be talking to Hiro Leung, who is the one of the owners and founders of the Dragonfly Restaurant in Gainesville. So if you have any questions for Cynthia, for Jeffrey, hey, maybe you just want to talk about the Gators. Whatever it may be, go on Facebook Live, the Meldon Law Facebook page, type in your question in the comments section, and we'll answer it. Within reason. <laughs> anyway, a couple of things real quickly also. We've got ticket giveaways still, Jeffrey. Uh, tonight, I think we still might have a couple of tickets left for the Stetson game. Yes, and Stetson uh, always gives us fifth. They do. They're a great program. <laughs> yeah, we've dropped a couple of games to them in the past. And you know what a, what a series, though, we had this weekend. Wow. How about that against Vanderbilt, the number two team in the country? Yeah, uh, for those of you that uh, didn't hear, we, we won the series two out of three games. We came back from a loss on Friday with a big win on uh, Saturday. It happened to be Meldon Law Day. It was. I think that was the kicker. That, that's, that's what yeah. had to turn it around. The, the Meldon Law <laughs> Firm uh, provided the Gators with 11 runs, so uh, they were able to take care of uh, a mighty Vanderbilt team. Uh, that uh, they scored eight runs. So I, they I tell you what, they, they are a very good team. I just noticed how fundamentally sound that base runner, that guy with the, they've got that guy with more stolen bases than any team as a whole across the entire country. Yes. So uh, Vanderbilt, look, look for them to do very well postseason. So we do have tickets still. We're giving away to the Stetson game tonight, uh, May 4th at 6.30. I think we still have six tickets, Jeffrey. So you know the drill out there. Go on our website, go to the Meldon Law homepage at meldenlaw.com, go to the top, click the banner, say, I want the tickets, and we'll see. We'll see how many people apply. I know they're still available, and we've got Texas A&M this weekend, 7th, 8th, and 9th in women's softball, last series of the year. Yes, and uh, Lady Gators are ranked number three in the country, uh, awesome team, uh, so we're waiting to see what happens uh, 
in the uh, you know SEC uh, games, and then the national. Uh, tournament game. I know they'll do well there. I, I know we've got a great team and they're going to be right up there to the very end, I'm sure. Lastly, I want to mention next week we've got the Georgia series. UF, the Gators play the Georgia Bulldogs in baseball at the new Florida ballpark, the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Again, go to our webpage, go to the homepage, very first page at the very top, you'll see a link to, to go for those tickets for the Georgia games. Yeah, we're excited. Actually, uh, Sunday, there's a 12 o'clock game, and it's uh, uh, Melvin Law Family Day. Uh, we're bringing 20 of the uh, uh, members of our team plus the kids out there for uh, a big party. Yeah, I know. A lot of people in the office really excited about that. So come to that ballpark if you haven't been there yet. It's a great time and a great product, a tremendous team. Cynthia, let's get right to it. Um, okay. You know, I've been to your store. You and Michael have just done an amazing job with the Village Jeweler. So why not, for the benefit of our viewers and listeners who might not be familiar with the store, talk about the origins of it. I know you worked in the business for a number of years before you opened it. We did. Um, we started out in the wholesale aspect of the business. Um, Mike and I did... Um, repairs and remounting and things for lots of stores um, with the Zale Corporation for years and we did um, we had contracts with from Pennsylvania down to Puerto Rico um, doing repairs and remounting customers would bring in their uh, maybe jewelry they wanted to get you know updated looks and so we would uh, Mike would set up the bench and I would sell the thing and in the day at the end of the day he would you know remake it and reset their you know grandmother's diamonds or whatever and uh, they'd have a new piece of jewelry. So we kind of traveled around and did that for years and um, finally decided we kind of wanted to have our own store and our own space and get off the road and not travel. And so we, uh, that's when we built the building in Hale Plantation, mm -hmm. our first store, and uh, went retail and opened in 98. Um, wow. That, so. so how did you wind up in the jewelry business yourself? Well, I, when I was in, uh, at UF going to school, I worked as a um, salesperson for Friedman Jewelers in the okay. Oaks Mall, way, way back in the day. And um, my, the, one of the managers there, her husband was a jeweler. So when I met Mike and we got together, he was working as a welder at the time, so it kind of made sense, yeah, you know, jewelry. Similar. Um, yeah. yeah, so he, um, he, that jeweler, that husband needed an apprentice, so he hired Mike, and that's kind of what started our career. So I started in sales, and he started, you know, as the jeweler, and um, as he got busier and took over his own stores, then he needed an apprentice, so he hired me. We <laughs> taught me, and um, so that's kind of, that was our beginning. So then we did repairs for different stores for years. We're a big repair you, facility. You know, uh, I got to say, you have done such a remarkable job of presenting the Village Jewelers to our community. Your marketing and well, bringing, really in, yeah. bringing you. in all the coaches uh, to talk about their experience. And most of them yeah. lived out in that neighborhood, right? Yes, so, yes. So it was convenient. And we were all friends. You know, we, that our, you know, our relationship with um, Jerry and Steve, you know, that just that was a fun you know time that we that he endorsed our store and and did that for us and wore our watch and all of that we have great memories of that and 
Yeah, and the Donovans. Yes, uh, yep. Yeah, I remember that. But, yeah. you know, it's a win-win for, uh, you know, those the coaches, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was fun because we would help yeah. with the coaches' gifts, the wife's gifts. That's always, you know, they. that's a lot of, you know, that, um, that the wives have to do gifts for a lot of people. So sure. we would help them with that. And So, so a yeah. lot of what you do, I was reading on your website, is you do custom pieces. I, I saw do. that you not only do custom pieces, you do homework. You, I mean, you go into people's homes, I guess, and, and do some things there. At least that's what I read. And uh, um, yes. Talk a little bit about that, about the designer pieces, custom pieces, and in-house repair work. Okay. Well, our son, um, when, when uh, Mike had to step away from being a jeweler because we are running our, a family farm. It's okay. a family ranch, huge operation up in um, Springfield, Missouri. Uh, we brought our son in who we'd sent him out to California. He went to GIA out there for a couple of years, got all his degrees. He's a mm-hmm. graduate gemologist, you know, master jeweler, wow. uh, uh, CAD designer, um, jewelry designer. So he's um, taken over that whole aspect. And we just do a ton of custom work. And we love to do custom work. We've created some really neat pieces for people. And you moved, though, I want to address that, the fact you talked about how you built your own building in Hale Plantation. Yes. And then a few years ago, you joined the the wave of businesses coming to Butler. We did. So talk about that. Well, when we found out that um, Deborah Butler was putting together this town center, um, we just knew that we wanted to be a part of it because it was closer to so many of our customers and closer to the university and closer to Shands and things like that. And as much as we love Hale Plantation and loved our building out there, it's a long, kind of a long way out. Sure. So we wanted to get a little bit closer to, you know, the heart of everything down here. And um, so we made the decision to move. We ended up going into a temporary spot for a few years until this got to the point where we could move into the village center. So, so how's it twice. going out there? It's going great. It really is going great. A lot of stores, more stores are opening and the traffic has increased and, um, we just have a hair salon that moved in right next door to us, mm-hmm. and uh, that you know there's a lot of women going in and out there every day. So it's just uh, you know there's a lot more traffic. Now you're so. you're right behind Whole Foods. We are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So who are some of the other restaurants and other stores out there? We have um, well we have Kilwins and Mode Salon near us, and then Sephora is on the end, which you know is a great store for makeup and whatnot, and then. Um, there's, of course, Cheesecake and P.F. Chang's and Anthropology just opened this year. That's another big name. And um, the Lily Pulitzer store. Wow. <laughs> Heart and Heart, Narcissist. There's, you know, there's a lot. It's, it's come a long way. We just, Cycle Bar just opened. So, so it's popular. kind of a, di- a little different than Butler North as far as the kinds of stores and the feel and that. Yeah, uh, I think it's, it's meant to be that, you know, a little bit of an upper, more upper scale town center where you park and you walk around and we have our little green space where you can, you know, kids can run around after they've had their ice cream and, you know, you can stop and eat lunch there. We have live music there sometimes on the weekends. So it's a nice, can, can we, it's a nice space. Can, can we park our Tesla there? You can park your Tesla. He's not kidding. Yes. No, I have a Tesla, so yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, good. So um, my wife, Patricia, has a Tesla, and for 25 years I've had a convertible, and I finally made the decision I'm going I'm going to go with the Tesla for yes. my next car. I love it. I mean, um, your wife probably loves hers too, but I yeah. love it. She but does, we do have me. the um, <laughs> uh, superchargers. 
right there on the side of um, Whole Foods. Right. Right. So, so well, good. So we're, uh, we want everybody to know that whoever. Uh, needs an electric charge, uh, you can go charge while you're going to the village jewelers. Yep. You can and, uh, shop while you're charging. Yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about, we got to go to a break in just a minute and a half, but um, I know we've got a promotion we were talking about before uh, we went on the air today. Oh. And uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that? I think we need to save that for when oh, okay. we come back. All right. I think so we we'll, need we'll a tease, tease that. We got a big, we got a big promotion coming big up. Big promotion here. at Village Jeweler, <laughs> and uh, we want you to stay tuned so you can hear all about that. One other thing we're going to talk about is the fact that while it's a gorgeous store in a high end part of town, you can work with any budget, right? Whether oh, it's a yeah. student, a young person starting out, whomever you are, yes. come talk to them and you'll find a way to work with them. I think people feel like it, it's going to be expensive and it's intimidating, but we start at you know, 40 and $50 items all the sure. way up. So we want everybody to have the experience of a, a nice jewelry store, but you don't necessarily have to spend big money at all. Okay, we'll be talking more to, okay. to Cynthia Tebow in the second segment coming up in just a minute. Want to remind everybody again, you're watching Meldon Law and Friends. If you have any questions for Cynthia or for Jeffrey, please go on Facebook Live. If you're not there already, type a question in the comments section. We'll be happy to answer it. Also, want to remind you that coming up in the second half of today's podcast, we have Hero Leung who is one of the founders, one of the two driving forces and founders behind Dragonfly Restaurant, which not only is in Gainesville, but in other markets across Florida. It's an incredible success story. He'll be talking about entrepreneurship, how he got started in Gainesville, and many other things. So we will be right back, and thank you so much for being a part of today's program. The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together. Which is why Melden Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident. But if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight. And neither do we. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Hello and welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. Today is Tuesday, May 4th, 2021. This is our 28th episode. I was thinking about that. So if you figure four episodes a month, we've been doing this seven months. I, I didn't re realize that. I know. Time <laughs> flies when you're having fun, right? That, that truly is the case. And this has been a lot of fun. And I, I know I speak for both of us and all our guests. I think we've all had a good time doing this. And hopefully we're sharing some very good information. I know today we are. And again, I'd like to welcome Cynthia Tebow. She and her husband, yeah. Mike founded and continue to run Village Jeweler in Gainesville. Very successful business and also one that's doing a lot of community service. But this has to be a huge week for you. It's Mother's Day yeah, weekend coming Mother's, up. Yeah, <laughs> it's Mother's Day and um, everybody's got to take care of their moms. You know, they do a lot for us. So um, you yeah, need do, to celebrate so with jewelry. As, as a jeweler, what are your top weeks of the year as far as sales? Um, well, Christmas is a big 
Sure. You know, Christmas is big, and I would say Valentine's Day has made a little resurgence. You know, um, this year it was our biggest Valentine's I think we have ever had. No I don't kidding. know whether yeah. that's a reflection of what we've all been through with COVID and Perhaps, whatnot, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a really big one, um, and then of course Mother's Day is probably the second okay. biggest holiday. We actually have a question from Kaylee Jones on Facebook Live. Thank you, Kaylee, for the question. Cynthia, what do you like most about working in the jewelry industry? That is a good question. Um, I would definitely say we get to be a part of so many people's life celebrations. Cele celebrate life was our tagline and is for many years because we do, you know, you only buy jewelry for happy occasions and it's usually a celebration of something, you know, graduation, birthday, mm -hmm. milestone in your life, you know? So that is definitely by far my, my Well, favorite. for those of you that don't know, uh, Cynthia is uh, the Melvin's Jewelers and <laughs> we had the best time when I, about two and a half years ago, I uh, picked out this incredible engagement ring uh, for my wife Patricia and Patricia was there to share it with us and yeah. we kind of kept it secret a little bit until I walked outside and you have that neat little bench area and I got down on my knees and proposed to Patricia you with did. a beautiful diamond <laughs> ring from the village jewelers and so I think uh, we may have some pictures of that yeah, but, I yes. put them up. But, but that's an example of celebrating a life event that it yes you know, we'll and we got remember. to be a part of that that was so cool that's that's one of my favorite stories for sure but yeah we, we get you know really and I'm sure things. with even a graduation and other things and like we said yes. people need not feel intimidated if, if you think you can't afford it come anyway yes it doesn't yes. cost anything to talk to you yep and you'll figure not. something out <laughs> yeah i used to go out there even if i didn't have any money in my bank account i'd go out there and find something right yeah that would work you know and go oh okay well this will get me back in the door yeah exactly <laughs> Sometimes that's important yeah, right that's important. Yeah. so what are some of the funniest things that have ever happened to you as a jeweler oh gosh we um I don't know. You put me on the spot for that <laughs> that's, one. <laughs> that's a tough question. That is I a know, tough I know. question. Strange. That is a tough question. We've had some definite interesting customers over the years, for sure. Um, this store we um, built in a bar. Mm -hmm. So that has been huge for making people feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, just having the, um, you know, offering them a drink. They can sit up at the bar. So we've done a lot of um, some of our biggest sales just at the bar top. So oh. that's, Do you ever that's have it. like people walk in with big bags of cash and they just want to, you know, pay uh, in cash? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think questions. that happens that often, but uh, no, I mean, people do definitely pay in cash. Yeah, I'm but, sure. Um, well, yeah. let's, let's talk about something that affected everybody and still does, the COVID crisis, the pandemic. Yes. And why don't you tell us a bit how your business, your family, how you managed to cope with that? Well, it was interesting, which I'm sure for most, you know, mom and pop jewelers, um, they were used to, you know, fighting it out and surviving anyway. Uh, so I think when COVID hit, it gave us a chance to kind of, you're gonna, we're gonna sit back and regroup here. What do we need to do to survive? What can we change? We redid our entire website. We just looked at every aspect of our business. How can we, you know, move mm -hmm. forward without customers actually coming in the door? What is that going to look like? So it was interesting. It, it, I would say for the six or eight weeks where we were locked down, 
Um, we accomplished so much in that time, learned a lot about our business, gave us an opportunity to, you know, not be caught up in the daily routine, but step back and make some changes for the good. I think it propelled businesses forward quite a few years mm -hmm. and being comfortable to um, shop maybe online or in a different way, contactless, that they wouldn't have done before. So I think that was important because most mom and pops don't do that as much with the online presence and things like that. So that was um, something that that time allowed us to accomplish. Is so, it continuing now? You're seeing more online purchases? Definitely, it is. And that wasn't something we were doing that much of before. But with social media and um, you know Facebook Lives and different things, there's so many different ways to get your jewelry in front of people that maybe aren't leaving their home. You know, they can watch yeah. it that and, way. And, and how do you, if, if do you ship it and insure it and do, is, are there ways to do that so yes. that the people can check it out and, mm -hmm. you know, make sure it's what they, they want? Yes, absolutely. We ship. Um, we also have um, in-store pickup, which we did sort of contactless, mm -hmm. um, kind of like the pizzas, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we did all of the above. So it was, yeah, it was interesting. It was an interesting time and we learned a lot and, um, you know, so, I'm, so those things are going to continue moving forward even after COVID. Yes. There mm -hmm. were revolutionary changes in your business, just like in our business. Absolutely, sure. and, yeah. And everybody now is figuring out, well, what, are that, what part of that's going to move forward and how can we actually integrate that into our sales plans? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that wouldn't have thought they would have sit on their couch with a glass of wine and buy jewelry on Facebook. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But that happens a lot now because that's not, it's the new norm, you know, so yeah, well, it, it works. You know what else? You're in a great position because the folks in the uh, north central Florida community that know you, trust you, you've got a high trust factor. And if they get something from the village jewelers, they know it's going to be a good quality product at a fair price. Yes, thank you. But that, that definitely true. does help. Let me ask you something on that point. Mm -hmm. um, to somebody going out and buying their first diamond, okay, mm -hmm. and they've read things on the internet about scams, about fake diamonds, this, that, and the other, give some advice to people who are looking to buy their first diamond. What can they do to avoid being scammed? And I'm sure there are things, safeguards that they can do when studying a diamond. Well, first I would say that a, a professional diamond buyer would never buy a diamond sight unseen because you can't tell from a paper what that diamond actually looks like. So I would definitely not suggest anyone buy online where they don't see the diamond. I think okay. people try to educate themselves and it's very confusing. And so I think the number one is to go talk to someone that's a professional, someone that you trust. They can educate you on diamonds and you make your decision, but you actually see the diamonds. I think that's probably the number one thing. Do you give valuations if somebody were to come in and say, take a look at my jewelry, give me a fair assessment on what it's worth, you can do that type of thing? Yes, absolutely. Our son Harrison is a graduate gemologist and an appraiser, so he does all the um, jewelry appraisals, new or old jewelry okay. or watches or anything. I know one thing also, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning today, your business does a lot of philanthropic work. You get involved in community activities, mm -hmm. charities, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we've always felt that was really important to give back. Um, and in fact, when we built this new store, 
we built it in such a way that it had a nice, it's big enough, it has a nice flow, and we have our bar so that we could do big charity function events. Um, obviously, that's been a little bit tough with COVID. Can't have events, but that's going to come back, and um, then we'll be able to do more of that in the store. But we like to do um, different things. We just did the big Rock the Runway event in front wow. of our store, um, and um, we did some uh, the Pace Golf Tournament. We do a lot of different things. Like or give, yeah, give money, um, you know, proceeds from our sales to certain things. But we try to do three or four big ones a year um, in the store, and we'll continue to do more of that as we're able. What What are some of the trends in the jewelry industry that you see, you know, moving forward uh, from you know coming out of COVID? Um, I there's sort of I, the jewelry business in general is going crazy right now it's so it's it's worldwide it's been really really good so i don't know if people feel um you know after experiencing this that they want to you know celebrate and you know and more marriages you know maybe there's more divorces i'm not sure but we've experienced more marriages um but there's just, there's there's been just more i feel like more gift giving you know more right. celebration well that's there. really interesting i mean it's not the same, but, you know, after World War II, when people came back, there was this huge, you know, explosion. People hadn't been having babies for three years. Right. And uh, all, yep. all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and, then, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, you know, yes. you know, uh, happy times are here again, yeah. and, you know. Yep. So maybe uh, there's a lot of that sentiment that's going on right now. Yeah, I think the, so. Uh, that makes country. sense. So on that point, we teased at the end of the last segment that there was going to be a special promotion at your store yes. involving Melden Law. So why don't you talk about <laughs> okay. that? Okay, so um, we talked with Cynthia about coming up with something special for our viewers and listeners to Melden Law and Friends. And we are going to have a special promotion. If you say you saw Cynthia on Melden Law and Friends, you will get a 20% discount on any item that you purchase at the Village Jewelers. So uh, we're very excited about that. And this is Mother's Day week, so there's yeah. no better time there you to go. get out there and uh, make, uh, uh, make a mother happy and uh, really... Uh, make your wife happy or girlfriend or significant, uh, significant other, whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. No, but so anyhow, we're, we're going to have uh, a big Melden Law promotion uh, partnering up with uh, the Village Jeweler in uh, the Butler Town Plaza. Just just Google Village Jeweler. Uh, your car will take website, you right, right there. We do. Go on the website. But I, I can tell you that I've dealt with uh, the Village Jeweler probably since uh, their opening in 1998. And uh, I know the folks there, and they're great. And they will lead you in the right direction, Definitely. which is one of the most important things that a jeweler does, <laughs> right? That is true. That is true. And I want to thank you so much, Cynthia, for being on, on our podcast. And that we look forward to having you back again. Every year we're going to you know, try to get uh, the pulse of what's going on in the jewelry industry. That sounds great. I look forward to it. <laughs> we want to remind everybody you are watching the May 4th, 2021 edition of Melden Law and Friends. Uh, you can watch us on Facebook Live. And if you missed the live podcast, you can check us out on our YouTube page. Also, there are many of you listening on one of 39 different audio platforms. 
the, all our episodes, all 28 of them now, are archived on everything from Google Music to Amazon to all the other common platforms on which people listen to podcasts. And we have a great guest coming up on the second half of the show in just a minute. It is Hiro Leung from the Dragonfly Restaurant, which is frankly one of my favorite restaurants in town. So I'm looking forward to talking with Hiro. <laughs> Cynthia, again, thank you so much. You and Mike have You're just welcome. done a tremendous job as community partners and citizens in Gainesville. And we, as always, wish you the best. Well, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Okay. We'll thank be- you again. And we'll be back in just 60 seconds. That is right. <laughs> When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. I thought I was in a truck accident. Because of the accident, I've resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative that he shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, the acquisition of a home, and we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help, and they will help you. The Melden Law Firm from the beginning has been built on giving back to the community. I enjoy coming to work as much today as I did in 1971 when I opened my practice. I don't look at this as a job, I look at it as serving other people. While we're alive, what better feeling can you achieve than knowing that you've helped other people and thereby you enrich your own life? Being a client in Melden Law was special because I felt like I was really being listened to and I felt welcome by the entire staff. If I were in a situation where I needed legal advice and help, I would absolutely reach out to Jeffrey because his reputation alone speaks for itself. But on a personal level, I know that he would take care of me and help me solve those problems and I would feel safe with him. The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together. Which is why Melden Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident. But if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight, and neither do we. Hello and welcome back to the second half of today's edition of Melden Law and Friends. Today is Tuesday, May 4th, 2021. My name is Chris Qualman. I'm here with my boss, my mentor, my good friend, Jeffrey Melden. 
And as we said earlier, this is the 28th episode. <laughs> it's really incredible. We've been doing this seven months. Didn't realize it had gone that fast. For those of you who may not be familiar with Meldon Law, we think you are by now. And in case that you're not, we are a firm that primarily <laughs> handles personal injury cases, meaning victims of catastrophic motor vehicle crashes, big truck crashes, slip and fall, trip and fall, premises liability, dog bite, any type of an accident where someone is injured due to the negligence or carelessness of another, please give us a call toll-free anytime, 1-800-373-8000. There is no fee, no charge for an initial consultation. And we also handle criminal defense matters, including DUI defense. And we are statewide, uh, based in Gainesville, and we have an office in South Florida covering the entire South Florida area from Dade, Miami-Dade County through Broward through Palm Beach County and of course where we've been also for 43 years in Marion County. And also Jeffrey, just a couple of quick housekeeping measures. Want to remind everybody we are giving away tickets. We still have them to tonight's game against uh, Stetson who always gives us a tough game. And then we've got uh, softball this weekend, uh, the final series of the year against Texas A&M. Yeah, for those of you that haven't seen the Lady Gators play softball, you're in for a treat. They're currently ranked number three in the country. They're fighting for the uh, title in the SEC, and uh, they're going to be going places in the national tournament. So we've got um, uh, six tickets for each game, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend against Texas A&M, huge series. We've got a set of four tickets uh, for the 6 o'clock game on Saturday, uh, as well as two tickets for the uh game on uh, Friday. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go to MeldenLaw.com. On the homepage, at the top, you'll see Enter the Contest. So th that's the easy way. Just go to MeldenLaw.com, homepage, top, you'll see a bar that says Enter the Contest. And I want to give a shout out to uh, someone who just mm -hmm. typed in a Facebook question. Tabitha Miller, I know you have been one of our most devoted followers of our program. You've been typing in question after question uh, regarding these giveaways. So all I want to tell you is keep trying, keep registering. We will be having ticket giveaways, like Jeffrey said, for tonight's game, for the weekend games, uh, the softball games, and then next week's huge games against uh, Georgia. And it's going to go on throughout the year. We're not just stopping at the end of softball and baseball. This is going on year-round. No, we're already conspiring. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> we're going to have fun with this, uh, our Gator partnership. Uh, as you all know, uh, Meldon Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, and we can't take great pride in helping to promote the uh, Gator events. Football mm. certainly gets its fair share of attention, but all the other yeah. Gator sports are phenomenal, so we encourage everyone in the community to take advantage of the wonderful athletics we have right here in our own backyard and come support uh, the Gators. Let's get right to our next guest. Anybody who's been in downtown Gainesville and has had sushi knows this guy. Hero Lee Young. Um, I hope I said that right. Oh, there's so many different ways to okay. say it, but, you know. Close enough. <laughs> yes. uh, well, how do you say it? What's that? How do you say it? Uh, your name. I, your I just right. go by Hero. So much shorter. Hero, All right. Hero. Hero Fumi. Yeah. Hero's the guy. Uh, he and his partner formed, created Dragonfly Gainesville, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, uh, and so Hero and I have known each other uh, since he started Dragonfly. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I lived upstairs in Union Street Station, That's above where the current Dragonfly is, 
<laughs> and uh, for many people don't even remember the fact you didn't start where Dragonfly is right now. No. That was Hooters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was Mark's restaurant, which is called something else in the beginning. Yep. And then the, adent the addition to Mark's is where you originally were, right? Yeah, we, I mean, we've definitely seen so many different generations of restaurants come and go throughout downtown. But uh, one common theme is, I mean, like you said earlier, Jeffrey has always been a mentor. Uh, I mean, every single way, right before we even started opening the restaurant. Remember, we used to work out at the gym across the street. Uh -huh. That's right. <laughs> well, as a, you know, I remember on, uh, you know, for the Georgia-Florida games, yeah. we used to uh, get a limousine, <laughs> and uh, we'd call Hero, and his brother Ray would uh, pack up the, uh, you know, goodies for the uh, trip oh, over to uh, uh, Jacksonville. <laughs> oh, that's and, right. uh, you know, I remember at least uh, one Saturday morning having to, you know, bang on the window and Ray was <laughs> sleeping on the couch there in, in the old store. And, that's uh, right. You know, uh, but Hero, um, it really is a, um, an inspiration as far as uh, building a business, uh, you know, from the ground up. Why yep. don't you tell us a story a little bit how you and Song wound up being partners? You know, Jeffrey, that's a great question. Um, just to kind of go back a little bit into history, uh, when you said where we just started, uh, it, it's, it, it all started off, off with a simple question. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Song and I, my business partner and Ray, we were all working at a small restaurant back then. and. Um, you know, we, we actually put together a business plan uh, from my business class, and I presented it to the uh, the owner of the restaurant. And um, you know, when I explained to her, the it was a very, very rudimentary, <laughs> simple business plan, but it had a lot of the unique selling propositions that I felt like was needed in in this town. So, but after I presented it to her, she just said, "Hero, I love what you did." but I am actually trying to get out of this business. <laughs> I don't recommend it for anybody. <laughs> and so well, you have a, a pep college. talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, you, have, you have a college education. Uh, I think there's something else you could be doing. So that was the inspiration motivation for me to get going and do it, actually. So um, we opened up, and I asked Song, do you want to open up this restaurant? I asked Ray, do you want to open up a restaurant? And we said, okay, why not? So you that guys was were young. Years you'd ago, take right? a shot. You'd graduated from UF. Yes, sir. And I, yeah. and, and and you just now. Did, how did you fund it and get started? I, I you know, to be to be honest, uh, shoestring budget. <laughs> I I believe that ignorance was a recipe for us. I felt like not having too much money was a recipe for us. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, if I look back in time and history, I start realizing that. Success doesn't lead to success. It's actually failure. And mm. uh, failure is, I feel like, the driving force to many people. Uh, and, and 21 years ago, I was actually um, unemployed. I had my dream job lined up. From, uh, I went from University of Florida, graduated, went to Japan, worked over there, and I wanted to go into branding and marketing. Uh, and uh, there was a dream uh, firm over in Chicago called Leo Barnett. Uh, and I applied for it, uh, thinking that I would get the job. I was right behind somebody who, <laughs> who had credentials longer than just, you know, the length of a football field. Obviously, okay. I, I didn't get the job, but that kind of like ended me back on my brother's couch. 
and he looked at me after six months and said, hey, you're my older brother. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> you need to be some sort of an inspiration. Uh, so we just really went out ahead and um, opened up our first, first restaurant, and we said, let's do this until we find a real job. Uh, as you say, you know, in the restaurant 20 industry, years later, here you are. <laughs> still looking for that real job. <laughs> I'm still bussing tables. I'm washing dishes. Uh, you know, you really have to grind it out. And I, I really feel like if you ask me uh, what's the biggest learned lessons up to this point, it, it, is to really have a, you know, a blue-collar work ethic with a white-collar wow. mindset. It's a great quote. Yeah. I want to write that so, down. <laughs> so what, what are some of your um, inspirations as far as uh, authors and people that have uh, inspired you in the growth of your restaurant business? I, you, like you said, you know, Jeffrey, I, I mean, I'm being really like, honest, speaking from my heart. You were one of my mentors 21 years ago when we were working out at the gym. Remember, I, I, I was trying to open up my first restaurant, and I didn't have enough money. And uh, you know, I asked you like, what should I do? Because I I over budgeted my build out. Back then, the restaurant only costed hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but I only put fifty thousand dollars to start. So I was like, where am I going to get this money? And uh, it, you know, it's it, it's really those moments like finding people, finding mentors who's done it. And uh, ever since that, I've always tried to reach out for people that have actually done it a little bit more than myself mm -hmm. and really try to learn from their challenges and opportunities. Uh, and it's a constant learning. And, and just because we don't go to school doesn't mean we stop, right? As a matter of fact, some of our mistakes that we've made, which I continue to make, <laughs> are one of the best ones. But mentors, I, I, you know, the bottom line, that's been my inspiration. You know, it's interesting. Uh, the folks in North Central Florida, many have gone to the um, uh, original uh, you know, Dragonfly uh, location in Gainesville. I'll call it the, it's actually the second Dragonfly yeah. location. The, the, we, yeah. <laughs> the one on the corner downtown. Um, and that store has been um, very successful yeah. uh, and pretty steady over the years, hasn't yes, it? Yeah, yeah, it has. I, I, to my surprise, absolutely. I, it's 21 years, and so we're serving thousands and thousands of customers every week uh, all throughout the state. So when you moved to Orlando, that was a new experience, sure. right? Yes, yes, sir, yeah. So tell us about, I know <laughs> in the first year you had to figure out how you get tourists to come to your restaurant sure. and what was going on there. Tell us a little so, bit about so, that. So uh, as we were saying earlier, success doesn't necessarily lead to success. We opened up Gainesville and we got busy. We were on two-hour waits immediately after and uh, we kind of got in over our head and we said, oh, we can open up another restaurant in the busiest area in Orlando called Restaurant Row and compete. And we opened up a 6,000 square foot store and no one came through the door. And we, you know, we made one other mistake was we invited everybody that we knew, which was in Gainesville. Yeah, they'll come to the opening party, but did they show up the next week and the week after? Not really. They're not going to mm -hmm. drive an hour and a half here. And just because you have loyalty in Gainesville doesn't mean you have loyalty mm -hmm. in other zip codes. So we had to really uh, learn the hard way and open up our books again and figure out, all right, what do we need to do? Uh, my marketing manager and myself, we knocked on doors and uh, we went through every single hotel. As a matter of fact, our, 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 one of our food supplier, um, uh, you know, they came up to me and said, here, you're not buying enough from me. 
you know, what do we need to do? And I said, hey, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to make you a business card. I'm going <laughs> to put your name on there as sales manager, and we're going to go through door to door, and we're going to, you know, go and get uh, tourists and locals and businesses to come out. And uh, it, it was that grind that really, really not wow. giving up and really going out there and reestablishing the market was so important. And uh, it obviously took, you know, a couple years, few years, but eventually we turned a corner and, uh, you know, we're going on year 11 now. We, we made it through COVID. <laughs> and so that was pretty much the... Uh, so that store, you would say, is pretty well established now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So then it's you're years. crazy enough to go try to hit the <laughs> Miami market, right? Yeah, like I didn't learn my lesson the, the, the third time around, and I go, keep doing it. So. So, so you decide, well, let's see, we're going to open up a uh, store in Miami uh, where all the Venezuelans live, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us That's, about that decision and how that came about. Uh, it, it, once again, you know, as the logo Dragonfly has big eyes, and we call it our, 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 our you know, branding Dragonfly for a reason. We all, you know, we have a small body, but I believe that with a vision you can go anywhere and, and, and take it as far as you can. So we took another big, big, big step, and we're in year six now. And wow, uh, once again, great. we're establishing our clientele one at a time. <laughs> we are talking with Hero, likes to be called Hero, from a Dragonfly Restaurant, which uh, not just a Gainesville institution. They're in Orlando and they're in Miami. Uh, anybody, though, who's been in downtown Gainesville, including myself, my son, so many others, we absolutely love your restaurant, and you've done Thank such you. wonderful things. We're going to talk a bit about some of the food concepts you have. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Modern is a kaya. Oh, yeah. Is well, that, yes. I want you to talk a little bit about that and about your philosophy at Kaizen, K-I-A-I-Z-E-N. Yes, sir. The Japanese business philosophy. We'll talk a little bit about that on the next segment. Yeah. Again, you're watching Meldon Law and Friends. This is episode 28. If you have any questions for Hero or for Jeffrey Meldon, or you just want to talk Gator Sports, anything at all, type your question in the comments section on Facebook Live and we'll get to it. Again, you're watching Meldon Law and Friends. Today is May 4th, 2021. We'll be right back. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Meldon Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together. Which is why Melden Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident. But if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight, and neither do we. Hello and welcome back to Melden Law and Friends for our fourth and final segment. Today is Tuesday, May 4th, 2021. My name is Chris Qualman. I'm here with Jeffrey Melden, president and founder, managing everything for Melden Law, our marketer, our managing attorney, you name it, this guy does it. And it's interesting, Hero, when you were talking the first segment, you, you said something of a similar philosophy. You talked about how you're not just the owner. You're still bussing tables. You're still out there talking to customers. I see you when I when I go there myself. I think that's a philosophy you have to have. Be willing as a leader to do any and everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
Earlier on, you said, hey, you know, Hiro, I'd like to know a little bit more about the word Kaizen. Kaizen, correct. K-A-I-Z-E-N. Uh, it's a Japanese philosophy of constant learning. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's, if there is one cultural values that I can always go back to, it's really uh, the philosophy of Kaizen. And uh, I'm always a student, and at the same time, I'm also a teacher for, for our staff. And even it's a virtuous learning cycle. If you continue that, it, it just... You just keep improving, and that's what Kaizen really means. It's very interesting <laughs> you bring that up. You know, Chris and I have been reading a book called Overcoming Obstacles. Okay. And um, everybody has obstacles in their life yep. and in their business, and it's how you respond to the obstacles that are placed in front of you. Oh, yeah. Some people, like, you know, they give up and go, I, I can't do that. And other people go, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Yep. Or they and pretend I, it's not there or dance around it. <laughs> or you go straight ahead and barge <laughs> so right true. through it. So how have you been responding to the COVID crisis and the obstacles that presented? It, that's a great question. Uh, for us, there was no option. We had to really dig deep inside and figure out you know, who we were as a company and who we were, uh, you know, what we represented for our guests. And uh, earlier on, when I distilled down all the three locations and what we've learned, um, my Kaizen for that period of time is, was really about experiences and really about how we, you know, how we treat each other and how we treat the community. Uh, and uh, if anything, that challenge really, really was an opportunity for us to really go back to our, our cultural values. Uh, and for us, we felt that, uh, you know, obviously times were tough, but uh, you know, it, it, when I looked at my staff, when all, my, uh, all the people in the hospitality industry were losing jobs, restaurants were being shut down, people weren't coming out, we felt that uh, uh, as a community, we reached out to our food provider and created a, a food bank and gave out grocery shopping bags and goodie bags of, we put toilet papers in there, we put coffee beans in there. We gave it to our staff, and as well as the people that were around us that worked in restaurants. Uh, on top of that, I, other things we've done was we created family meals, and so uh, we allowed our, our employees, even though if you weren't working, if you signed up, you, we would have a hot cooked meal at four o'clock, even though we were closed, for our employees and their families. Um, and we had a Facebook page where you can go on and sign up if you wanted it or not. There's a few even, uh, I, I, you know, one guy couldn't make it to pick up their, their lunch, but they wanted to eat, so I, you know, grabbed the food and I delivered and drove the, uh, to my, well, you know, one of my guys. So it, it, it's really those moments, I feel like, when we're really put to test, like you said, uh, is really, truly when you really have to dig down into your cultural values and say, who are you? And for us, it was about meaningful connection. And that's it. it. It starts and stops with that. And uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want to tell our listeners and um, uh, viewers that uh, since I spent many years, I don't currently live above Dragonfly, but I spent many <laughs> years above Dragonfly. Um, about four o'clock in the afternoon, I'd see uh, the team meeting going on, and oh, yeah. that every day, uh, the, everybody that worked at the uh, Dragonfly in Gainesville would get together as a team and you'd have a meeting. Now, you obviously weren't discussing how to wash a dish that day, <laughs> right? What are some of the things you went through in your team meetings? Uh, so, so during our meetings, we, we feel that that's, uh, it's an opportunity for us to engage our staff. 
Uh, and uh, we can talk about our food, we can talk about our drinks, but most importantly, we really talk about the wins and losses. We, we, we do what's called good tuna, and, uh, and basically these are the, uh, all, all the boys and girls that actually demonstrate one of our cultural values, and we tell stories around those things. Uh, and we applaud and we give, you know, and, and really share those moments that, that, that instill and, and really tell us what our cultural value means. For example, one of our cultural value is uh, celebrate memories. And uh, when a guest comes into the restaurant, we, I'll, I'll do a quick story about that. Uh, we had, for years, a guest that used to come in every Friday night and used to always, you can hear his voice because it was the loudest laughter <laughs> in the whole restaurant. Uh, and uh, after three or four years, he stopped coming in. And we didn't know what was going on. We're like, what's going on? This is, um, you know, typical Friday night, and uh, his voice wasn't heard. We didn't realize it for a couple of weeks later, but uh, when we reached out, when we saw his wife, he said that he's actually in the uh, you know, intensive care unit, and uh, he wasn't doing well. He had some sort of cancer. And so, um, you know, he wasn't able to come. And, it, you know, we asked him, well, what can we do as a restaurant to make, you know, to, to really connect with him? And she said, you know what? He just wants, uh, you know, to possibly get some food, but the doctor said he's not allowed to eat it. So a couple more weeks later, she called and said, hey, um, he's on his last uh, mm -hmm. you know, meal, and uh, he just wants to So <laughs> Every time I talk about this, I just choke up. But <laughs> that's, that's you know, pretty. It's an amazing uh, story. Yeah, I mean, so, and, and, and yeah. it's funny because friends of mine <laughs> will come in from out of town. They'll drive up from Miami or, or, or Orlando mm -hmm. or Jacksonville. And nine out of ten times, uh, when I say, where would you like to go, they always say Dragonfly, they because do. you've created a unique restaurant, a unique experience. Tell us, what are some of the favorite mm -hmm. dishes uh, of the, yeah. of, for you? Is, Izakaya, isn't yeah. that, the, that's, that's the cuisine uh, that you call it, it modern Izakaya? Izakaya, it's, it, it's a philosophy that revolves around community, and that community is, is uh, where you get to know your customers and the, it's a mom and pop that would come out of the kitchen. Uh, so if you go to Japan, if you go to Izakaya, it's a very small hole in the wall. And uh, the husband would be out uh, pretty much reading the guest. And the wife is back there just kind of like whooping up the best dishes in the world. And they would always pour you that hot socket, but you, they would know you by name. And it's, it, you, know, you eat these small tapas dishes. So our, our idea always, even though it was about food, but it came from that root of, of community and food and meaning. Uh, but, you know, over the years, we've utilized the word Kaizen and continue to improve on our food. Uh, and what we do is we actually allow our chefs uh, and bartenders to come up with their Kaizen every season. And uh, they submit during an audition. So Chef uh, Ray, which is our executive chef, um, and I sit down and we taste each dish, and the best ones usually make it. And so over the years, we've evolved and evolved to add better and better dishes. Well, that's pretty cool. I know Ray has training, yeah. formal training at Cordon Bleu, right? Yes, yes, sir. How did how did that make sense when you, when you're doing a you know Japanese style <laughs> restaurant? <laughs> uh, it, it's I think the, the root of any cooking you know it comes from French cooking. Uh, Japanese cooking is actually another you know very very uh, has century old techniques. Sure. So. I, I think once you combine both of those techniques, I mean, you know, you start creating great dishes. Uh, so, like for example, most recent dish that was created by our staff uh, was a, a braised octopus dish, 
and uh, you know, in Japan, you massage the octopus, and you almost make love to it, <laughs> just so that you share, you know, and and you really create that nice tender juiciness, and then um, then you braise it in the oven, uh, and with a, we use um, uh, a little bit of citrus and uh, a little sugar to balance it out, um, and it's called uh, the Vietnamese fish sauce, <laughs> but. Uh, when you sous vide it, which is the French cooking, and you add a little bit of Japanese, it creates a beautiful composed mm -hmm. dish. <laughs> so, well, you know, th things like that, I, th I, I believe. I think uh, we need to go out. buy a little bit later. I think <laughs> no, let's, let's may, close early today. No, let's no, head over I, to I, I, <laughs> no, I, we, we live uh, in the duck pond area, so we get uh, the, yeah, the benefit right. of coming, coming down and visiting you often. But I want to tell you that it is more than just an accident the fact that Dragonfly has done so well for 21 years. You know, I know you and Song and Ray have worked your butts off trying to create a great experience for people coming in. Yes. And those of you that think that the restaurant business is all glamorous, uh, <laughs> no, it's hard work. Extraordinarily <laughs> hard work. And you, and you have to understand the business and you have to be able to uh, plan for success uh, as far as the creating a extraordinary experience for your guests. Absolutely, I, I, I'm, you know, nowadays, I, the having great food and having great drinks, uh, having the menu on the table at the right time, having a clean environment, those are just barriers to entry, and uh, we have to, at the very least, deliver on those in order to play this game. And then once you're in there, the question is, uh, in my opinion, and what I've learned is how does the guest feel? Uh, it's not what they think. You know, logic That's a great point. You know, doesn't really get you in the door. Mm -hmm. Logic doesn't make you buy certain things. You know, you never sit behind Amazon and think, I think I need that, I think I need that. You never would act. But it's your passion and your heart. And once you start hitting on those emotional chords, I, I, I believe that's where loyalty uh, it comes from. And uh, at the end of the day, that's the difference between hospitality and service. Service is useless in my industry. But hospitality, if you can figure out how to connect with the guest, uh, it, it, I mean, it, it means everything. And in my culture, uh, it's an honor to serve. So that's, that, you know, it's, it's really much just how I've been growing up. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you're doing a great job, man. And um, again, it's, there's been challenges. I mean, I know getting that Miami store, um, you know, running in the right direction when people were going across the street buying, you know, uh, food that was, you know, Latin culture stuff, you know, uh, was a big um, challenge. So I want to congratulate <laughs> you on, you know, first of all, having a long-running uh, Gainesville store that's continued to always deliver exceptional quality uh, food and service and atmosphere and making us all feel good. Thank you. And then being able to uh, move into these big city markets, which are much more wow. complex. Yeah. Uh, very complex. We've Thank only you. got a little over a minute left, but yes, I, I want to ask you one very quick question. It could take a whole session. What advice would you give to people like entrepreneurs? I mean, so many changes <laughs> happening in Gainesville. Yeah. It's growing. We've got the new, the big hotel coming up around the corner from you. What, what would you say to somebody wanting to start a new business? Wow, that's, uh, I have a Rolodex. <laughs> take over a minute. I know. If there's one, um, I think one word. Over deliver. 
Over-deliver. It's a great word. That's it. I, Jack Welch taught that at one of the uh, seminars. A 16-year-old girl went up in front of all these executives and said, you know, she, she, had, she stood up and asked, what do you recommend? And he said, over-deliver. And that was it. The whole crowd just went wild. Yes. I mean, that's, that was good enough. <laughs> well, and, and, and I think it, it uh, applies across all businesses, right, whether you're a restaurant, a, bi a law, law firm, or whatever. And we, yeah. we have our um, uh, daily Zoom meetings where we, we try to inspire people to over-deliver. Yeah. And that's how you build success. Right. You know, one satisfied um, person or client customer at a time. Yeah. Gentlemen, we've had a lot of fun. This has been a tremendously informative session. Hero, you've done so many great things. You're an outstanding corporate citizen, regular citizen of Gainesville, call it what you will. You contribute so much. I want to thank you personally and on behalf of the firm. We're so happy to have you on. We'll have you on again. I want to remind everybody that you still can apply for tickets for tonight's Stetson game and also for the weekend softball games against Texas A&M, next week's games against Georgia at the Florida Ballpark. Check it out. It'll be a great time. Jeffrey, we got to bring this to a close, but uh, next week we'll be back with episode 29. I'm excited. I want to thank everybody for listening and viewing Melden Law and friends and uh, tell your friends about it. Uh, share. We want to share it. Share, and, uh, share let the people, episode. Let people know that we really appreciate all your support. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.